this is Trevor. Sorry, I can't come to the phone right now, but if you leave me a message, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Trevor, call me back ASAP, all right? We have to talk about that team. Yes, that team. Team semen retention, because I've had enough of, of enough of those people. Fuck out of here. Y'all probably got the most sex in your life, and now you're telling people not to have sex. Hypocrites. Lunatics. And we also have to talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets and Johnny Gaudreau. Trevor, call me back. Good morning. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. Thanks so much for calling me back. How is it going? And not bad, brother, not bad. It's, uh, you know, I heard your voicemail about uh, sex and getting it on. I mean, like, my, my wife is on a period right now, and then oh. uh, I got a few days until Australia, man. So I, I, oh. I, I got a short window to get it in before, yeah, uh, before uh, I got to go clean for two weeks. There it is. There it is. Uh, you brought up period and the possibility of period sex, and uh, I'm not with it, yo. It's a, it's a bloody mess. I'm not with it. I'm not with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You, you've done it before, though, right? No way. No way. What? You've never had a sex. Dude, you never had sex with a girl and, in a period. And I've been, I've been, uh, like, ridiculed for that by, by the female just, just a bit, and it's all good. I, I don't take offense to it. I'm not trying to cancel whoa, her. Whoa, whoa, it's just, whoa, it's just whoa, a personal preference. You've been ridiculed by the female. Like, like, why not? Yo, like, why not? That's, why that's not, also you know? crazy. Because I get it. You know, she probably wanted it. She probably wanted it, but I, dude, it wasn't her bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta clean those sheets. You get what I'm saying? Oh, man. I, you, want, you want me to tell you the grossest story of all time? No, I don't. Period sex? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't, bro. Oh, man. Good times. I don't. Good times. I got some, good, I some funny ass stories of that shit. I think, Everyone a gross story, man. Hit me up. I think I would do it again if it wasn't uh, my bad. It's, it's that extra work. If I was more horny at the time, then I think it would be different. And I, I probably uh, would do it. I, I, I don't have anything against it. I, I, I don't think it's that gross. Again, I'm just not... In the mood. Well, in that time, I wasn't in the mood to do laundry right after, uh, right after having sex, yo. Straight up. But it's the weekend, and I, I, I just, I just thought about it, yeah. I just, I just want everyone having sex this weekend. Safe yeah, man. Way. I, uh, I'll, I'll be joining that club for sure. I'll be get joining laid. that club. Get 100%. wet. Get wet. Okay. Get wet because you know, Trevor. I, I've been on a uh, team nut this past week, right? Uh, I'm not. I'm not fucking with semen retention, and, and I, I don't get. Uh, this whole phenomenon, and I also want these people who are applauding semen retention to, to, to hide, okay, to hide back into their little caves, all right? These are the same people who probably fuck the most out of anyone in the world, right? They, they, just, they just fuck the most, and then they had a bit of a, a midlife crisis. Am I correct? Yes. And now they're blaming pussy or just nutting for why they were not excelling in life. Straight up. And I don't think that's fair. Because, again, you were probably getting the most, the most pussy, and now you're out here claiming that not busting nuts can save your life and <sighs> get you out of debt, and it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, fuck with that yeah. shit. I don't fuck with that shit, okay? Straight up. Straight up. There's this book called uh, semen, like The Art of Semen Retention and how it could uh, help you uh, bring in wealth and longevity in your life. And, uh, again, it, it was written definitely by a dude who had a lot of sex when he was you know, when he was uh, lost and is blaming uh, the sex for his uh, misfortunes at that time. And I just feel as if he wasn't going for walks and drinking water and meditating and communicating and going to therapy, but there he was blaming sex. So again, if you're listening to this, 
have a lot of sex over the weekend because you're only here once. You only live once, man. And uh, apparently for some people, the place to live is uh, Columbus, Ohio, man. Who would have thought? Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. Home of Johnny Gaudreau. And, uh, yeah, we'll start there. I, I think... I think it makes sense. I think he's getting ridiculed for the tweet, all right? Uh, the tweet about Johnny Gaudreau, and I'm talking about Sid Sixero. He tweeted out how you can't win with a guy like that, and it's pretty evident because he chose Columbus over Calgary. He didn't take that extra year. He probably lost $15 million in that deal, and he ends up not going closer to home. Well, he, he is closer to home, but he's still nine he's hours away. He's still nine yeah. hours away. He's still nine hours away for, from the East Coast. And Johnny Gaudreau, again, picks Columbus over Calgary. Uh, can you win with a guy like Johnny Gaudreau? Uh, short answer is yes, but there's caveats for sure. I mean, you know, hockey is, uh, you know, aside from football, I think hockey is probably the most team-oriented sport out there. Uh, you can probably say soccer's up there too, but the fact of the matter is, I, I don't know. I think Johnny Gaudreau obviously wants to win. Uh, I don't know if his thirst to win is up there with maybe, you know, guys like, you know, McKinnon and Stamkos and uh, some of the other greats in this league. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think my guess is why Johnny Goudreau chose Columbus, other than being, you know, a bit close to family on the East Coast, is that maybe he just doesn't want to play in a pressure cooker kind of market. Maybe he doesn't want to play in Calgary, where everywhere he goes, he's recognized. Um, so it's probably a similar story in Philadelphia, where it's just rather than fan base there. Uh, can't same argument really for New Jersey. I think that's a bit more of a niche fan base, but in Columbus, I think, you know, university football black guys are a lot more popular than the Columbus Blue Jackets, so I think Gaudreau will get to go to Columbus, make a ton of money, uh, live in relative anonymity, and that that's my best guess, because I think, yeah, everyone's kind of reflects by why he put that much money on the table to go to Columbus, who with <laughs> 20 points out of the playoffs last exactly. year. Exactly. And doesn't seem that close to a championship. So, I mean, that's my best guess. I think family and, and wanting to play in a quieter market had to be the two rationales behind the decision. I think playing in a quieter market may have something to do with it. But again, I do think the fact that he chose Columbus shows that he may not care that much about winning and winning now. Straight up. Yeah, he clearly doesn't. Because Calgary's stacked. Calgary's stacked. Calgary's stacked. And he goes out there and chooses Columbus over Calgary, and it would have made more sense, again, if he went closer to home. It's easier easier for us to to talk about these things, right? Like, it's easier for us to connect the dots and say, you know what, this guy wants to go to New Jersey, or he wants to go to Philadelphia, he wants to go closer to home. Maybe he didn't even have that in mind. Maybe he was looking for, uh, you know, somewhere that was more quieter and just – making max dollars somewhere else other than Calgary. Maybe like going closer to home wasn't part of the equation, but just just seeing him choose Columbus just it, it doesn't it doesn't irk me because I don't give a fuck. It's the Calgary Flames. Like I I'm so fucking stoked that the Flames lost out on Gaudreau for nothing. But him choosing Columbus shows me that again, the the pressure of playing in a bigger market may not be for him and winning does yeah. not necessarily matter to him now. It doesn't yeah. no I think both of those things are true. Uh, it's really hard to argue the other way around. You know, at the end of the day, I think Gaudreau realizes he's going to be a rich man no matter what, and he just wanted to do what was best for him and his family. And you know, everyone, everyone thinks they 
at those situations saying like, well, he could have played closer to home in Salem, New Jersey. Like, why did he choose Columbus? But it's, it's the fact of the matter is, and you know, today's press conference with Johnny Gaudreau is going to be some fascinating shit for sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we we don't know his family dynamics. We don't know his family situation. Yeah. Um, maybe just getting it in closer proximity was all that really mattered to him. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a fascinating decision. It's probably one of the biggest jaw-droppers that I think you and I have ever seen in our lifetime in free agency. Oh, 100%. To be honest with you. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Uh, fuck the Calgary Flames. That's another thing I got to say, too. You know, fuck the Calgary Flames. Lose that on Johnny Goodrow. Uh, you know, yesterday was a good day for the Vancouver Canucks. Not even so much in what happened with their team and their signings, but just based on what happened around the division. You look at Calgary losing Johnny Gaudreau, and you look at the Vegas Golden Knights trading away back to Patrick for nothing, nothing because of horrible cap management, horrible asset management. And, you know, yeah. those two teams are arguably the two top teams in the Pacific Division heading into the season, at least until yesterday. So I think yesterday was a really good day for the Vancouver Canucks. Now, of course, you know, you got the LA Kings, or, or their team on the rise. Um, I think Edmonton, again, is going to be good next year as well. Um, but right now, as, as it stands with the Canucks, defense is still an issue. Four group looks great, and they got uh, one of the best goalies in the league. So yesterday was a really good day for the Vancouver Canucks in terms of watching two top teams in the division get shittier. Oh, 100%. The, the Vegas Golden Knights losing Pacioretty and Calgary losing 115 points. That's a lot of points in Johnny Gaudreau. That's a huge loss. That's and maybe they'll loss. lose more. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with Monty upon it? Who knows what's going to happen with Matthew Kachuk? Does that change yeah. either of their decisions uh, if they want to be in Calgary long term? I mean, if Matthew Kachuk leaves, I mean, that team, <laughs> to lose 200 point guys in one offseason would be a, a monumental loss. I can't I'm... even think of a bigger loss in recent history. Except maybe Columbus losing to him, but. Yeah, that would be something else for Calgary. And uh, as a Canucks fan, as a West Coast boy, uh, you'd love to see it. I think if they cannot get Kachuk signed to a long-term deal, then the possibility of them trading Kachuk this offseason does increase because they probably don't want to go through this again. Well, most likely they don't want to go through this. No, they just don't want to because you never know. You never know. You never know. You really... Never. No, that being said, I will say this. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, again, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Calgary Flames, they're deep teams. They're not close to as deep as the Tampa Bay Lightning. But remember, the Lightning did it without Kucherov for the regular season part of, what, a, a cup they won a, a couple years ago. These two teams are still pretty deep. You really never know. And Calgary still has some time here to add players. It may be impossible to add another guy that's going to get you 115 points, but what's the recipe for success in the playoffs? It's a little bit different, and they could find a couple more pieces that still has them being that elite team that has a chance to win the Cup. I still believe that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little more skeptical on that. Look, I think Calgary has a good team, and for the last three seasons, every time I thought Calgary was going to be good, they were bad, and every time I thought they were going to be bad, they were good. And... Um, but yeah, I just I just don't see how you fill that hole in your lineup this offseason. Like they're they're not going to be the top team in the Western uh, or in the Pacific Division again. Uh, they're not going to be one of the best teams in the league. I don't think. Oh, yeah. The defense is good. They got some interesting forwards up front. Uh, obviously got a good goaltender in Markstrom, but uh, losing Johnny Gaudreau, I mean, that is a massive, 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 massive blow to that organization. Oh, massive, massive. But you lose a player. What, they that... couldn't have done anything different either, right? I mean. You know, you talk about asset management, but like, what the fuck are the Flames supposed to do? No, you know, no, they no, were no, they no. had a chance of winning the cup this, like last season. You know, 
Yeah. They play Colorado tough during the regular season and all their matchups. They probably should have beat Edmonton. Um, there was nothing else they could have done. Like that was an all-in year for, to try to win the Stanley Cup. Didn't work out as it uh, doesn't work out for 31 NHL teams every season. Um, so yeah, it was. It's a tra- It's it's hard to really fault Calgary on this one. They they had to keep Goudreau and they had to go for it. And, they did their best. Uh, they did their best. Yeah. They, they offered him eight years at ten plus, and he chose Columbus. It's not really Calgary's fault. It really isn't. It really no. isn't. Maybe you could blame the hiring of Sutter. Maybe he pissed off Goudreau. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's what made Goudreau not want to sign long-term with Calgary and choose Columbus. You know what I'm saying? And I have this theory, too. Maybe maybe he didn't choose Philadelphia because of Tortorella. Yep. Yep. Well, and the fact that, you know, Philly's probably the worst run team in the league right now. Yeah, Holy crap, what a disaster the last 12 months has been for that franchise. Or maybe Eric DeBranson uh, yeah. was the guy who brought him to Columbus. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? maybe maybe the best. I would never trust an organize. I would never trust an organization that gave Eric Goodbranson four years at sixteen million dollars. That is, that is fucking ridiculous. And there's Johnny Gaudreau, one of the best players in the NHL, doing that. But again, again, Gaudreau and the Flames—they've never gotten it done in the playoffs. And I still think the Flames are a pretty deep team. You never know. You never know. You never know. Uh, it's a big loss on paper, but if they're able to keep Kachuk and maybe add a couple more pieces. Maybe they'll score less goals. But, bro, the playoffs are a different story. It's a different story. And as long as they're in, they'll have a chance. And uh, maybe it won't be the, the biggest loss ever for the Flames. Who knows? Who knows? Well, why am I sorry? Yeah. The, fuck the Flames. Yo. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? I, I, have you have you paid more attention to, to anything NFL-related? It's just, it's, just, it's just been NHL uh, for life over the last 24 hours. So many things have been happening. Uh, yeah, have you thought about anything regarding fantasy football, or should we just should we just talk about it next week? No, I I got I got one sleeper hey, pick. Hey, sleeper pick! I got Let's one go. sleeper pick for you okay. because I told you this week I'm a, I'm a New York Jets fan. Zach Wilson, that dog, fucking his mom's best friend. I yeah. am uh, I'm so proud of that guy. I want that guy to be my quarterback. Wow! And so if Zach Wilson is my quarterback, I gotta pick uh, I gotta pick a sleeper from the New York Jets. And I'm going to put a Braxton Berrios. You know, one of, one of the best names in the game. I love that name, Braxton. Yeah. Great, 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 great name, great name. But um, in the last three weeks of the season, he was the eleventh highest, the eleventh highest scoring wide receiver uh, from eighteen to seventeen. Uh, he's a reliable target. He's kind of known as Wilson's safety blanket in New York. Uh, a bit of that like Cole Beasley, Buster Welker kind of vibe. Uh, potentially, that could be the ceiling for him. And you know, the Jets lost James Crowder in the offseason, so uh, there's targets there to be had. Uh, Braxton Barrett doesn't have much mileage. Uh, hasn't uh, played a ton of the NFL uh, so far in his career. So that's yeah, a guy like his flavor pick, man. I'm going with uh, Braxton Berrios to uh, support my boy, Zach Wilson. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Thanks for doing the research and uh, you're educating me. I-, I haven't done much this week, but I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. Okay, it's been a busy week in this thing called my life. It, it really has uh, going through the motions with NHL free agency. And also, uh, again, again, I- I'm team nut and I'm-, I'm trying to change the world by making sure that people don't follow follow the uh, the path that is uh, steam and retention. Unless they need to, unless they're, they're battling like a porn addiction or a sex addiction, then I guess you got to slow your roll. But if you're just the average Joe, I, I don't like uh, my average Joe's being told not to not to have orgasms, you know? Straight up. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, 100% there. Well, I'll, 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 I got one more thing before, uh, before we get out of here yeah. and get on with the day. But 
just speaking of semen retention and busting a nut, were you uh, were you busting a nut over with the Canucks getting free agents yesterday? Did you get a little stiffy at all? Oh no, like that. I actually want to avoid the conversation because I woke up today pretty pissed off at it. I really did. I really did. I feel as if uh, the Mikheyev signing has too much risk involved, and I know, I know. Like J Cole said, if you're scared, if you're scared to take a chance, how the fuck are you gonna get rich? I get it. I get it. I get it. But this team has done this, done this so many times during the off season, and. For a dude whose career high in goals is 21, and before that it was, what, 8? Uh, yeah, I just... Uh, 10, I think, 10, yeah. 10 or 8, yeah. I just, I just think it's too much of a risk. And it's not the right time for a team like the Canucks to do something like this because I feel as if I was gearing towards them being more cap savvy and having cap in their arsenal in future off-seasons. I know it's not the case this season, but in future off-seasons, I was thinking about the cap being a weapon for them. And look at what a team like Carolina did. You get what I'm saying? Because they have yeah, cap. Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean, for sure. And for I, sure. Just, I was looking forward for them to do only the little things, plus maybe a JT Miller trade, and saving some cap. And here they are giving Mikheyev four years at, you know, four and a half plus a year, and it's... Again, it's risky. Prove me wrong. Go ahead. Make me eat shit. I, I, I don't give a fuck. You, you play for my city. Prove me wrong. I've said it many times. Anyone in the city of Vancouver can prove me wrong. I don't give a fuck. Just do it. But I have my doubts. I really do. Yeah, I'll, I'll say one thing on that. Just, uh, you know, maybe calm, your, calm your, uh, your feelings a little bit there. But I just think that the prices of clearing cash space were too damn high for the Vancouver Canucks. I don't think the Canucks were ready to give up graphic and assets just to get out of cash space. You know what I mean? I think we saw a lot of deals yesterday where, A, you, you saw with Vegas, it cost a lot just to get out of a $7 million salary for a damn good player. Got nothing in return. Um, and, and I think there are other examples around the NHL. Like, you look at the Canucks who are trying to, you know, they need to bolster their blue line, but the prices for a right shot DSJ were ridiculous. With the Yan Ruda going for nearly $3 million in Pittsburgh on a three-year deal. Erica Branson, obviously. Um, you're right, there's some risk in the McKay of signing. But um, right now, the forward group looks pretty damn good. And maybe they trade J.C. Miller uh, and get a nice right shot D in the pipeline. But at the same time, if you trade J.C. Miller, you really need to go out and get a third-line center. So there's no really easy answer for the Canucks right now. Yeah. I think the fan base needs to be a bit more patient. I don't think this is something that's going to get taken care of in, in one offseason. And really, the cap situation doesn't get much better until two years from now, to be honest with you. Uh, I think this yeah. year, next season is going to be messy. We got a couple of contracts coming off the books with Pearson, Dickinson, Myers, and a couple of years down the road. I think that's when it's going to be easier to uh, really put their mark on this team. Yeah, and that's I get that. You know, people were talking about this McKayev signing, and I think the argument was if you can get a guy like this now and have him at that cap hit, and if he's a strong, you know, forty, fifty point guy with good PK potential and all that jazz, in a couple of years he's going to look like a value a value bet on a great team. But for me, it's like, you the Canucks are still far away from being a great team. Like, why are we planning for that? You know, I, I, not that why are we planning for that, but why are we making moves like this before they've even gone after that defenseman or, again, haven't gotten more cap space to use as a weapon? You know, I think I'm just looking around the league and I just wish, uh, I don't know if patience is the right word, but I wish they kind of did things differently. I wasn't really mentally prepared for them to spend that much money on a player that really's only had one good season. And uh, 
It's uh, yeah. It's uh, it's trauma. Trauma is making this response what it is, Trevor. Okay. Again, prove me wrong, Ilya Mikheyev. I heard the dude likes soup. Who doesn't like soup? I, I love soup. I love soup. Soup is great. Yeah, man. I got uh, I got some fun facts about Ilya Mikheyev coming out today on Daily Hive. Hey. So, uh, of course, got to got to talk about that soup addiction. There you go, man. We'll we'll see what happens uh, at the end of the day. It, it's sunny. Uh, I want to avoid the conversation involving some pessimism around the city of Vancouver, but there Trevor is bringing up my trauma. It, it is what it is, Trevor. Hey, man, you got to talk it through, buddy. Yeah. So I'm here up, for. Straight up. Okay, have a good one. You too, bud. Peace.